This thing on TV is about a show that features some very adult conversation and situations. We're not going to be watching the show, but we will tend to get into some of the saucy bits. Listener discretion is strongly advised. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Oh, Episode 376, submission number 2104, Stacked. Stacked was a pilot that aired on Channel 4 on August 28, 2008. And just to be clear, we're not talking about the Fox Pamela Anderson Mid 2000 show stack, nor are we talking about the PS2 game stacked with Daniel Negreanu. We've talked about an American version of a Japanese TV show. We've talked about an American version of a British TV show. We're going to round out the week by talking about a purely Scottish TV show. And this was actually the result of a contest that was put on by Channel 4. Wait, what? A contest among writers. You've heard of, like, uh, producer's funds that you go into a room, you pitch a pilot, you film a bit of a sizzle reel, and whoever has the best pilot gets to make a large pilot. pilot. Yeah. So this is the result of this. Yes. Well, if this was the winner, I hate to see what the losers were. Oh, boy. Yeah, the contest was called Four Talent Pilot. And the winner was Brioni Eve. And this was actually... Her first dramatic commission. And the story goes to hear Brioni Eve tell it like this. Feeling that there was a lack of drama films for young women, she decided she wanted to write a show for and about that demographic. So following upon surveys she read, which indicated that 63% of 15 to 19-year-olds claimed that glamour modeling was their ideal profession, she decided to tackle the issue in a drama presentation. And it doesn't get much dramatic than a big-time glamour model publisher and his three teenage daughters of varying ranges of promiscuity. So this is like a mix of just shoot me in succession? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Only it's not a comedy drama. It's a straight drama, but it's a half-hour drama. So, so Brioni Eve sent her original script treatment to Channel 4's Four Talent Pilot Competition. 
It received positive feedback. It was not set in a school. It had teenagers, but it was not set in school. So they expanded it to include more scenes set in the magazine's office. Channel 4 then set her up with the Broken Spectre Independent Production Company to film the project. And that film became this pilot and the very first drama to be created through For Talent Scotland's pilot scheme. So who was in Stacked? Well, before we talk about who was in it, let's talk about what it was about. Stacked is the name of, I guess, what the uh, British would call a lad rag. It's basically a paralogue of Playboy or Maxim or something to that effect. Oh, yeah, because those magazines were big back in the day. Yeah. I read it purely for the articles. Yeah, the articles, right, Mike? I didn't know it had articles. I didn't. I'm sorry. They, they had to. Yeah, of course they had articles. They have to space out all of the nudity with some words. Oh, yeah, the articles are there for after you stop jet. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Trying to keep this as clean as humanly possible. Oh, it ain't happening in this episode, my friend. Oh, we have earned that explicit rating on iTunes for this episode. Oh, but yes. If only you knew what I had to do to get it. So, Stacked is a magazine that features men's lifestyle the latest in gadgetry, and of course the ideal of the perfect stacked lady, which is sexy, profound, but also approachable. You know why it's called stacked. And you can't see it, but Chico basically did a DX-style crunch job. And here's the thing. Stacked, the magazine, was founded by a former London beat writer by the name of Jamie Turner. He moved back up to his hometown of Scotland with his three teenage daughters. The grounded photographer, Shona Turner, who is only taking this job because she needs the money. That's how it always starts. The 16-year-old middle kid, Ginny, who is very intelligent, but also very insecure, partly as a side effect of being around all of this booty. And the youngest, 14-year-old Tallulah, who is very flirtatious, very naughty, and is not above flirting with her sister's boyfriends or flashing her undies at them. Somebody was a fan of Tula Bankhead. In one line of this pilot, she's being compared to a drag queen midget. Oh, yeah! Just so you know, we are very pro-drag queen on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Our name isn't Ron DeSantis. But that other word, the M word, mm, mm. that didn't age too well. No, it did not. No! But 
All three of these people are passing in the world of fashion. Shona as a legitimate photographer for her father's magazine. Ginny as a victim of her father's magazine. And Tallulah as a consumer of her magazine. And all the while, their father is trying to balance his burgeoning magazine empire with raising these three. Suffice it to say, it is not easy, especially when you have an investigative writer as a friend who is pretty much staunchly against everything Stacked is for, and her son is dating one of the daughters. Uh-oh! Uh-oh! That was unusually loud, Greg. Oh my gosh. He believed in that uh-oh right there. So yeah, let's talk about the cast. Starting with the father, Jamie Turner, played by Mark Baisley, known British actor. He was in The Queen, The Board Ultimatum, and The Damned United. Oh yeah, I know what that is. Yes, it's that soccer movie where Michael Sheen plays like a a soccer manager who gets sacked. I believe I believe the team is Leeds United that he gets sacked from after like a month and a half. Let me just Google search it real quick. Yeah, he was also in 14 of the 19 episodes of the Lovecraft Investigations and four episodes of Hannah on Prime Video. So still active to this day. From Truth says his Wikipedia, The Damned United is a 2009 sports drama film directed by Tom Hooper and adapted by Peter Morgan from David Peace's best-selling 2006 novel, The Damned United, a largely fictional book based on the author's interpretation of Brian Close's ill-fated tenure as football manager of Leeds United in 1974. By the way, if you are a history buff, in The Queen, Mark Baisley played Alistair Campbell. Playing his eldest daughter, Shona, is Eleanor Bird, who was in not much of anything. I think her latest entry was in 2011, two episodes of a show called Case Histories. The younger daughter, Tallulah, was played by Rebecca Reed. This is her only IMDb entry. Well, normally I'd say way to go out on a high note, but let's be quite honest. This is not a high note. And rounding out the family as middle child Ginny Turner, a podcast favorite, Karen Gillen. And now you see what movie we were tying it into. I think everyone knew what movie we were tying this into. There's another Jumanji sequel coming out. Oh, I wish. (laughs) Jack Black has had so much success lately with the Super Mario Brothers movie. He might as well have another song in a Jumanji movie. Uh, Of course, we are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The end of an era, the beginning of everything else. I'm going to go see it. Greg is going to go see it. Mike is going to wait until it hits Disney+. Plus. 
Mike doesn't that, care about comic book movies. I thought this has been determined. Well, and we good. know he doesn't have Disney Plus. We've established this on this podcast many times. I did the bit to make the point. Anyway. Yeah, hold on. I, I hate the mouse. Let's go, Greg. <laughs> We're going to fight you on this. I don't care. I still hate the mouse. He has nothing to do with Marvel. Other than owning it, he has jet crap to do with Marvel. <laughs> Let me just get to something. The end of every... What did you say? The end of... The end of an era. The beginning of everything else. Hint, hint to something we'll be covering in a live show in a month or two. It's going to be a summer thing. It's got to be a summer thing. It is going to be a we summer got, we're gonna be. We got to be in a summer vibe here. That's right. All right. Then there's the antagonistic investigative writer Sarah Jane McKenzie, played by Susan Fiddler, who was Aunt Sharon in a 2010 episode of Doctor Who. Oh, what episode? The Big Bang. Oh, The Big Bang. That would be the season five finale. Yes. Also with Karen Gillan. Duh. She was also in something called Naked. Naked? Yes, it's a 1993 film. An unemployed man, Cuny, invents his rage on unsuspecting strangers as he embarks on a nocturnal London odyssey. She was also in Train Spotting. I don't need to go into details on that. You've already seen it. Oh, yeah, that made you and McGregor's career. We all know this. Yes, sir. And her son, Alex, played by Jack McElhone, who is known for Dear Frankie, Young Adam, Nowhere Boy, and other British films that you saw at your local art house cinema. And then we have, rounding out the cast, is a lady by the name of Alicia, who is sort of the, the resident model-in-waiting played by Emma Wilson. And again, this is her only IMDb credit. This would probably be my only IMDb credit too. But anyway, let's Oh, you in. wish. I wish. I just want to be in the same room as Karen Gillan. I'm not going to lie. Join the club. Yeah, but you can probably, you know, look into her eyes without getting taco neck. Because Karen Gillan's tall. Oh yeah, that is right. It's oh my god! I just thought she's probably taller than me, and I'm like five eleven, six foot. I am five foot eight of nothing. So you're like a Santorin next to her. I'd be the potato. It's like Mike is the doctor. You're whatever Matt Lucas was, and I'm the angry potato man. No, don't you compare me to Matt Lucas, okay? If anything, I'm probably like, I don't know, like the Brigadier or something. Mike, does Greg not look... Never mind, you, you don't know. Anyway. No, no, here's my addition to this part of the show. First, Karen Gillan's height, according to Google, is 5'11". Oh, so she's my height! And, and second... I got one thing to say to you two. 
Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Never mind. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Freaking, uh, Randy Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Yeah. Left foot, right foot. Left, left foot, foot, right foot. <laughs> and we are not using that bit for another five episodes. Let's talk about what happens on this pilot. Because obviously, we can't show it. But it is on YouTube, if you're curious. No, no, no. If you're curious, don't. You could save 23 minutes of your life. Trust me. Watch this. Trust me. Don't watch it. Don't watch it with people you love. Don't watch it with people you hate. Don't watch it with people. Don't watch it in a house. Don't watch it on a boat. Don't watch it on a plane. Don't watch it anywhere. Former London Magazine writer Jamie Turner has struck out on his own, bringing jobs to Scotland by creating a lad's mag named Stacked. From Scotland, he hopes to take over all of Britain and ultimately the world while also dealing with his three daughters, photographer Shona, who has absolutely no qualms about photographing the models, 16-year-old Ginny, who is very insecure, intelligent, and unbelievably self-aware, and Tallulah, a naughty chick with a naughty streak who likes to flirt with everybody, and also copy all of Ginny's uh, mannerisms right down to barring her makeup and her boyfriend. Woo! Rounding out this circle of associates is Sarah Jane McKenzie, the investigative writer, and her artist son, Alex, who's been dating Ginny to the point that and Sarah Jane notices this, Ginny and Alex have been bumping uglies. Yeah, that's right. I said bumping uglies. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I know why we got the explicit rating on Apple Podcasts. We use the phrase bumping uglies. From three of my friends, breaking news! This is CNN Breaking News. We need breaking news to get us away from this. Yes. Unfortunately, you're not going to like it, Greg. The Canes have eliminated the New York Islanders. Why would I care? I don't like the Islanders. Oh, you didn't? I thought you liked the Islanders. No, I don't. I like the Rangers. F the Islanders. And the Rangers are probably going to be eliminated tomorrow against the Devils. So, whatever. Hey, Greg, this reminds me of what we talked about before Chico got on here. When I thought you liked the Giants, why the heck would I care about the Giants? So to provide proper context to what Mike just said, before the taping, I reminded Mike of this exchange from back in live show for the 2021 Nickelodeon wildcard game. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, you dingleberry. Yeah, at this point, like, Daniel Jones is, like, a better pro than you. Like, Daniel Jones is a better pro than you, and he went to Duke! 
Hey, don't knock Duke football, Chico. They want a pinstripe ball. Plus, also, don't forget former uh, uh, Giants quarterback Dave Brown went to Duke. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Sonny Jurgensen. No, no, no. I was trying to keep it relevant to your team. What do you mean, my team? The Giants aren't my team. The Jets uh, are his. You just the, the Jets, like the Jets I are his. Yeah, I did, but I, I don't root for the Giants. I hate the Giants. In short, Greg is confused. No, in short, I'm a man without a country. Oh, jeez. Now, because I never had a chance to have an explanation for that, let me just say, when Mike referenced my team, quote-unquote, I thought he was referring to the discussion me and Chico had revolving Duke because, as I've established on this podcast, my sister-in-law is an alum of Duke. So I don't get why Mike thought he would tie that back into the Giants thinking I would be a fan of the Giants because I have problems with the Jets since Woody Johnson is a jerk-off. But no, I would never root for the Giants because, well, I hate them so much. Not as much as New England, but I still hate them as much as New England. Okay, back to the episode. We just have all the wrong teams here. Greg doesn't care about the Islanders. Like, he doesn't care about the Giants. doesn't really uh, care about the Jets all that much. Uh, Yeah, he does care about the I was about to say, Greg cares a lot about the Jets. It's just the fact that they're owned by a shitty human being, and their quarterback is an equally shitty human being. Their new will... quarterback. Their new quarterback. Let's let's emphasize that. Oh yes. yeah. But I will say, they're a team to watch this season, especially when Brees Hall gets healthy again. Uh, I don't know about that, dude. ACL injuries are tough for a running back to come back from. All right. Anyway, back to this story, as if we had a choice in the matter. While. Ginny is making her way back home from a four-month stay at a hospital for a 4,000-pound breast augmentation surgery. Damn, she got 4,000-pound breasts? I know it's a... I know it's about the value of the... Mike walks right in. (laughs) I know it's about the value of the breasts, but... It was just low hanging fruit right there. It's like, <laughs> damn! Now I know why it's called stacked. Thousand pound sticks. And Greg just fell out of his chair. He needs a f-ing wheelbarrow to carry those around. <laughs> Maybe this should have been done in the U.S. with dollars. Just saying. Why should they be what, like, eighteen hundred kilogram breasts? Whatever. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Maybe if you combine these are imperial these are imperial measures, Mike. God. Hold on. Maybe they could have combined this pilot with the stacked PS2 game. I don't want to see Daniel Legrano. Never mind. <laughs> oh, 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 geez. Okay, so she bought a four thousand pound breast augmentation surgery on her sister's credit card. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you meant pounds as in the British. I thought. Oh, my gosh. Did we not just go over this? We went over this, Greg. Okay. I just. (laughs) 
And the uh, bill has come due, and you thought that these are Shonite? No, your daddy were gonna notice it? What? <laughs> the financial literacy teacher does not approve. No. So, now, so now Ginny is faced with a tough choice. Admit to her father what she's done and how much it cost her, or wait until her dad's 40th-ish birthday party to, uh, bear all. Oh! We just don't care about phrasing at this point. <laughs> Fuck no. No, I don't. Okay, so, meanwhile, Tallulah's taking a bus to go see her father. And on the bus is Ginny's boyfriend, Alex. And Ginny makes like she's about to give Alex an HJ or a BJ with the bus driver looking at the mirror, noticing something going on here. And so basically, hold on. Basically, the driver is, let's just say it. Let's just He's say a it. cuckold. He's a cuckold. He's the groomer. So, yeah. Ginny's about to tell her father that she's grown up and grown out when Jamie gets a call and it's Alex and Tallulah waiting at a bus station. Jamie's about to rush in, give him what for, and Tallulah basically admits that this whole thing was a joke. She was never going to give him uh, release, let's just say. Yeah, let's just say release. So that night, the big birthday party, all the family's there. So is Alex wanting to talk to uh, Ginny. Everybody's wondering what Alex is doing there, especially his mom. And all of Jamie's friends are there too, and they can't help but notice that Ginny has not just grown up, she's grown gorgeous to the point where one person, go ahead, Greg. You said she's grown gorgeous. Gene, what do you think about Karen Gillan in this pilot? You're gorgeous. And you know what? I was watching that scene and it kind of reminded me of Gene Rayburn in a bit. Because he got a little too close and got a little too handsy and wanted a little, little something. By the way, we are very anti-rape on this podcast. Oh, yes. Let's just be clear right now. Like respect we'd be your, pro-rape. What the hell does that respect mean? Respect your women's people. Men, respect your women's. God. Dang right. So Shona is just hanging around with her father. And Ginny is begging for attention. Begging for her father's attention. When all of a sudden she gets in the middle of the room and says... I have something to tell you. And then takes off her dress and reveals traction bandages, the kind that you would get when you have a breast implant. That is the correct reaction. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
And Tallulah steps on a table and breaks the ice by singing Happy Birthday, which in a Scottish brogue it is very entertaining. She follows it up by saying, I'm on page 57 of the next issue of Stacked! Girls you like who live down the street! And let me point out, this is 2008. So the happy birthday song is still copyrighted. So they might have had to have paid money to use the song. Did we mention that Tallulah was 14? Yes. So Jamie runs into the office, looks on page 59... There she is in a Polaroid that's captioned as her name, Suki Cox. Oh, jeez. After that, in comes the police officers asking questions. The entire family is at the station, and Jamie has to answer for everything. And this is where the sisters call Tallulah a midget drag queen. And Jamie comes in, basically accusing Tallulah of deep-sixing his magazine empire by making himself out to be some sort of pedophile. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. He had to explain that Jamie did not know about this. He did not know that Tallulah's picture was going to be in the magazine. And if he did know about it, he would never have accepted it. So Shona, she's basically thinking of the family business, and Ginny is basically playing the victim like, you know what, maybe I'm like this because I'm surrounded by all of this day in and day out. And you're not doing this to empower women. You're doing this because you enjoy it. Yeah. Basically. And the episode ends with Ginny looking at herself in the mirror wearing nothing but her underwear. And of course her parents are like, first thing tomorrow morning, those things are coming out. But we never see it because all we see is this pilot. And that's the way the pilot ends. Was Channel 4 ready to greenlight this show? Eh, not really. It did get Brownie Eve's foot in the door at Channel 4. But here's the thing, though. She didn't have much of a career before this. And she hasn't had much of a career since. Only thing I've seen that I would recognize was the short Dead Set, which is basically what the uh, movie slash miniseries Dead Set was based on. If you remember seeing the TV series where Big Brother was overrun by a zombie apocalypse, Pretty good stuff. I suggest you watch it. Don't cry for Karen Gillan's career. She went on to do many things. 
let's see, there was Doctor Who, there was the Jumanji movies, there was Guardians of the Galaxy. Hold on. There was that one movie she did, that horror movie that was produced by WWE. Remember that? I'm trying not to. And she was on Previous Entry, Selfie, with John Cho. That's right. We covered that last year. That was a good episode, I think. Yeah. So she's doing fine. Don't cry for Karen Gillen. She has a bright career ahead of her, and she can do whatever the heck she wants. But in 2008, Stacked was just a thing on TV. And let's never talk about this again. Agreed. That makes three of us, yes. But we can't talk about all of the things that we've covered on our website and it was a thing on TV. And you do that by following us on all social media. We are at It Was A Thing On TV, except on Facebook, where we are at It Was A Thing On TV podcast. And as a reminder, we are everywhere. Fine podcasts can be streamed. Remember, like and subscribe, rate and review, five stars only, because positive vibes only. And if you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to smack my notification bell to stay up to date on all future entries. But before we talk about next week, hey guys, it's time for It Was a Thing on TV Haiku Corner. Oh, this isn't what I was expecting, but okay. I was expecting the Joey Gallo report, but I'll take haikus. I'll do that next. Okay. Okay, good. Well, first, let's play the music for the Haiku Corner. Okay, this is great. Oh, man. All right. I got a haiku written by ChatGPT that I told it to write about Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Now, do you want to hear this haiku that ChatGPT wrote for me? I don't know, but at this point, I think we're obligated to hear this. Oh, yeah. Well, we got the music playing, so we have to hear it. Okay, here we go. I missed that whole thing dealing with Pegasus. Amelia Pond, fair, companion to the doctor. Her spirit soars high. That's deep, man. That's so deep, the bell is rolling in it. Yeah. But now, it's time for the Joey Gallo update. But a doo Joey Gallo, he can't hit over 200, but he can sure smack a ball over the fence. It's the Joey Gallo update. This might be the best part of the entire show. I'm sorry. So Joey Gallo, he came back from the injury list. He hit a couple of home runs last week. Well, believe it or not, he did it again this week. Yeah, he's on a hot streak. He hit a home run on Wednesday against the Yankees. Sorry, Chico. Uh, And he also hit one on Monday against the Yankees. So he's at seven home runs on the season. And he's batting. I told you, he's regressing towards the mean. He was at two, like 96 last week. He's down to 261. 
So he's getting closer to that 200 level that we're used to. So you know what? By this time next week, he may be at about 230 or so. This may be a thing. We, we may actually get back to 200 and, and normalcy from Joey Gallo. But I need to point out, one of the Yankees that he hit a home run off of, Greg Weissert, local native from Bayshore. And also, I do want to add on a personal note, on Monday night, I just had a hunch that Joey Gallo would hit a home run. So on DraftKings, I put two and a half bucks. I don't want to say in play money, but it's like the bonus money they give you for signing up. I've only put like $10 in and I just wanted to you know, tinker around with uh, online gambling. So I put two and a half dollars of this quote unquote money on Joey Gallo hitting home run. And he did. Boom. It was like $11.50 payoff. Wait, did you say money? I don't want to put Jimmy Walker in here. Money! But the problem is that profit all went to waste because stupid me thought the Cavs might actually win against the Knicks. Oh, no. Why did you have to think that? It's my hometown team. I know, but I, I know. I'm disappointed. I, I, I was hoping that series was going to go seven. No, I was hoping it'd be a much better series, but no, that that was a huge, huge dumpster fire. But I will say, Nick's heat in the second round, that's going to be hot. Oh, that's going to be great because I think nobody expected either of them to advance. No. Well, maybe the Knicks they did, but definitely not the heat. No, definitely not the heat. But I got to say, Tibbs doing a magnificent job coaching the Knicks this year and Jalen Brunson has just been amazing. Yeah, we know that. And Julius Randle's pretty darn good, too, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, but if you're Julius Randle, make sure you don't slap anybody nearby. (laughs) So, yeah, that's your Joey Gallo update. Seven home runs, 14 RBIs, and 49 at-bats. So he's hitting a homer every seven at-bats. That's a pretty darn good rate. Slugging 796. With an average of 265, how ridiculous is that? It's going to be thanks to us that he's going to make the all-star team. Whatever you say, Chief. Boy, that's a nice palate cleanser after talking about this horrible pilot. But I'm still amazed. 4,000-pound breasts. Seriously, how big is the forklift you need to carry those suckers? Oh, jeez. Next week on the show, (laughs) we have... We have a 40th anniversary of a certain event on television coming up. And it's a magnificent historic date on television to us. And it's not a pilot. Let's just say that. It's not a pilot. It's not a pilot. But, you know, we're going to honor somebody on the 40th anniversary of a special Davis. And let's just say he gave us two T-shirts, a lot of stacks of gum, and some GE fluorescent bulbs. And didn't he also give away, like, three-liter bottles of soda? Yes! Uh-huh. And after that, we have an unsold pilot involving Andy Kaufman and a made-for-TV backdoor pilot involving Spock. You think you're baffled? Well, stick around next week right here on It Was a Thing on TV as Pilot Month continues. For Greg... For Mike, I'm Chuckles. 
Thank you so much for watching. Please be kind to one another, and we will see you for the next one. Wow! So, do you comfort a lot of people on the night before their wedding? Why would you need comforting? I nearly died. I was alone in the dark, and I nearly died. And it made me think. Well, yes, natural. I think sometimes, well, lots of times. About what I want. About who I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. About who I want. Oh, right, yeah. No, still not getting it. Doctor, in a word. In one very simple word, even you can understand. No. You're getting married in the morning. Well, the morning's a long time away. What are we going to do about that? Amy, listen to me. I am 907 years old. Do you understand what that means? It's been a while. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm 907. And look at me. I don't get older. I just change. You get older. I don't. And this can't ever work. No, you are sweet, Doctor. But I really wasn't suggesting anything quite so long term. But you're human. You're Amy. You're getting married in the morning. In the morning. Doctor? It's you. It's all about you. E everything. It's about you. Hold on. Amy Pond. Mad. Impossible. Amy Pond. I don't know why. I have no idea. But quite possibly, the single most important thing in the history of the universe is that I get you sorted out right now. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Come on. <gasps>